Welcome back to City on a Hill Gaming, a tabletop RPG actual play podcast. Let's meet the team. Hi, I'm Grant, and I'm the GM. Hi, I'm Peter, and I'm playing Faramond Bahar, Human Paladin. Hi, I'm Daniel, and I'm playing Ansel, the Inquisitive Rogue. Hi, I'm Ryan, and I'm playing Ruach, the Air Genasi Shepherd. Hi, I'm Ben, I'm playing Reepsy Piven, the Satyr Druid. Hi, I'm William, I'm playing Myaston Zarbrex. I'm a Dragonborn Wizard. We hope you enjoy our show. Grant, go for it. I'm going to actually toss it back to you, Ryan. We are sitting down to play, and Ryan, recap for me, since, you know, you you are the owner of City on a Hill. Give me a quick recap of what happened and where we are. Ooh, okay, now we're going to play How Much Does Ryan Remember from Last Time We Played. Uh, let's see. So you mean yes. just, just do Session 2 or Session 1 and 2? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just last time. Kind of give us a quick recap of where we are for those listening at home. Uh, so we continued, we left the city we were in, I don't remember the name. Mm-hmm. Um, Samarat. Yes, we left Samarat and headed out in search of Daniel's lost caravan, full of goods and Indeed. services. And we thought we were coming to an oasis, but it turns out that oasis is gone. And instead there was a sign that made me angry advertising a hotel that doesn't exist. And it also made several other people angry, and we were all very angry for a little while, and then I think Ben knocked it over. And we all felt better. I believe you all together knocked it over yes, as a because sort we of were yes, very was angry. Cathartic, cathartic. It was a bonding moment for all of you. It really, really. was. Uh, and then I think we found a, 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 a cart that had been abandoned, and I think salvaged an axle from it. And then mm-hmm. made it, if I'm not mistaken, we're now at the Five Things Oasis looking at the map. We made it the rest of the way to the next oasis, mm-hmm. and it is, I believe, an active still oasis. It is present. That's right. And you all settled in. Um, you got Littlefoot uh, settled down with a bag of bug meal. You found a little bit of wood, set up tents, did the whole thing. And then, sort of as the light was beginning to fade, uh, you saw someone coming down from the uh, the northern road, the high wastes road, towards the oasis. And you could see them a long way off because it was a cyclops oh, carrying right. a wagon on its back. I remember that, yes. And I was very concerned slash intrigued. Yes. Um, it's just sort of trudging along, and as it approaches, uh, you see it sort of peer over. You can see, tell it's male, actually, at this point. Um, peer kind of over the dunes at you and then go kind of to the other side of the oasis, find a shady spot, set, and then sort of crouch down and, and get the wagon off its back. Those of you with particularly sharp eyesight can see that there's a contraption of, of straps holding this wagon to its back. And uh, you can actually hear an audible sigh across the oasis as it undoes the last strap, stands up and stretches and a, a trio get out of the wagon, stretch a bit themselves, and start setting up camp. How big is Cyclops? Uh, I, Cyclops sized. They're quite large. In fact, they are huge creatures. Ooh. Um, okay. They, uh, th- to give you some idea, the space it takes up is 15 feet by 15 feet. Um, mm. You can decide exactly how big that is, but it's quite large big enough to for to for example carry a wagon with three dragonborn and all of their gear 
on its back. The wagon, as it happens, is kind of a covered wagon, almost sort of the, you know, pioneer Conestoga wagon sort of thing you'd see, but more sealed than that as it's designed to be crossing deserts. Okay. Does it actually um, still see, have the wheels and stuff on it, or has this thing been modified into a backpack? Uh, it it does have a it does have wheels. They don't seem super sturdy. It looks more like a a, a matter of convenience than anything else. Um, this doesn't seem designed as a backpack. It does kind of look like a wagon that's been converted into. Well, we'll just let this Cyclops buddy of ours carry it, or whatever is going on here. Um. As it happens, as you sort of are watching, the Cyclops kind of looks over at you as he stretches stretches his neck a little bit and then kind of waves in a, a friendly enough manner and gets to work helping unload everything. And pretty soon, there's a, a little cook fire of their own going. I well, wave, wave back. back. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yep. Uh, they're not really making any attempt to come see you necessarily but then again you know they're busy presumably at least one of them is tired <laughs> yeah sure yeah I, I mean if I, I was carrying a wagon on my back all day i'd sure want to rest if one is literally carrying the team i, I suppose that would uh yeah <laughs> fair hmm, this is interesting and carry all in one yeah mm -hmm. ansel's gonna just scribble like a note in his little book and it just says cyclops transport question mark <laughs> this is going to be one of those things where he goes back and rereads those notes like six months from now and has no idea what he was talking about it's it's one of these ideas that he's just gonna toss in here and maybe at the next like shareholders meeting or like brainstorming session just gonna throw it out and see if anything See, right. if, see if it sticks. Who, who's got anything? Gentlemen, I have two words for you. Cyclops transport. Cyclops transport? <laughs> Cyclops transport. Wait, are we transporting Cyclopses? Or yes. are they... Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give them like 15 minutes to unpack? Question mark. And then if no one's done anything threatening, I'll go say hi, I guess. If anybody sure. from our group goes to say hi, I will go with them because that is my job. <laughs> so, Ooh, are Reap, we all going? Uh, I want to visit. Reap is going to go over while they're unpacking uh, and kind of perch up on the rock uh, next to the uh, spring, uh, next to the oasis, mm -hmm. uh, pull out his dulcimer and just start strumming a little uh, evening music. Yes. I'm here for it. Just some just some light noodling along the, the dulcimer. Okay. How did we end up with you playing instruments in back-to-back -back campaigns? I'd, I'd like to... I, on, I think I it's know. the Seder. We... Like, the Seder has performance. I don't know. <laughs> it works. I'm here for it. How did we end up with giant wasps being the first combat encounter <laughs> two campaigns? I mean, <laughs> with two separate DMs. Because they're one of the few things that you can safely trust this group to actually fight. He's not wrong. <laughs> I mean, there's that. Yeah, he's no, not he's wrong. wrong. <laughs> no, no. Quick aside, uh, my eight-year-old daughter has been listening. And um, first of all, she's quite enjoying it. 
loves everything. She actually named Trather, by the way. I don't know if everybody knew I that. I vaguely remember uh, that. She came up with it. Trather's name. Yeah, uh, but she's been listening. And, of course, we're making a bunch of Beedrill jokes in the that first combat. And she's a huge Pokemon fan, so she's super excited now that there might be more Beedrill. <laughs> I like this child significantly. But nobody tell I know, her. Right? I do, too. I'm very <laughs> fond. Well, you are her father, so that is right and good. Hi, Grant's kid. Hello, Grant's kid. Hello. Both Grant's kid, for that matter. Yeah. Yes, both of them. There are two. And Uh, and probably also Chrissy, who is there while this is being played, most likely. There's that too, yes. Uh, Actually, no, I've been picking my kid up from school, but who knows? We'll figure it out. There you go. They may listen later. Who knows? Yeah, that's a whole thing, but that's a different aside that we don't have time for. All right. So, yes, you all uh, can wander over there. I'll say this real quick. Don't worry about moving people around on the map. Right now, this is all theater of the mind. I just kind of wanted to give you this to look at for right now, you know, just as kind of a, a setup for where things are as much as anything else. Alrighty. Um, but just for those listening at home, um, this uh, Cyclops and the three Dragonborn who are over there, uh, for the record, uh, you can tell that you know in the firelight there's a green dragonborn, a blue dragonborn, and a brass dragonborn. There's you know those three. They've kind of set up under the shelter of a couple of the trees here at the oasis, uh, with a little bit of scrub kind of in the the lee of one of the dunes, which is a pretty good spot to set up, frankly. Um, out of the wind, they've got some shade. Uh, it's a little bit sheltered, you know, the, the cook fire is not going to blow away or blow out or worse, maybe blow into the, uh, the oasis and, you know, get the water dirty. It's a good spot. So these people look like they know what they're doing at the very least. Sure. But then again, so do you. Yeah. That's fair. Well, four of you. We're working. Let's not, let's give Littlefoot some credit. Hey, <laughs> I'm helping. <laughs> sure you are, Ansel. Sure you are. Uh, yeah, we. I, I mosey over, and just kind of, and I, I, I make my, I give myself a wide enough berth that I, I'm like, clearly coming into their camp. Sure. I don't want to. Sure. I don't want to sneak up on him. Um, like... Yeah, it's twilight, but it's not dark. Okay by any stretch and you know by making enough noise or just sort of saying hello you know anything along those lines it's not a problem right when you get closer uh worth noting that the three dragonborn do all appear to be female um two of them have some light armor on kind of looks similar maybe to what pheromond wears it's not quite that same desert style but it's got kind of the same weight and um, and functionality it seems well designed for like traveling okay the, the third one as near as you can tell uh, is wearing just rags and things they have found hmm okay fair enough but, uh, things they have found appear to include a number of magical or at least nonsensical trinkets and no small number of bottles. Evening. 
Good evening. That's the brass one. The brass one, oh. Seems the Five Fangs is a popular destination tonight. Yes, well. Unusual, really. The roads have been lighter than perhaps they should be. No argument from us. Where did you come from? Most recently. Ah, from the north. We have made our way south from the Great Crossroads. Is the oasis still active? Uh, give me an insight check. Uh-oh. Fairmond, uh, I know you're there as well. Who else is there? Yeah. I, I was well, going to go over. I'm drifting cool. over there. Give me an insight check. Uh, okay. Ins- I'm going to say if you're drifting over there. There you go, Peter. Faramond is insightful. <laughs> ten. I got a solid yep, a, ten. Yep, twenty-one from Ansel. Ansel and Faramond, there's the briefest hesitation. It's it's real quick, and it probably doesn't necessarily mean anything. But they say, yes, the water is there. Hmm. Uh, have you heard that uh, that's not really the case through the entire desert? And Faramond will make like kind of that little point your finger up and make a circle in the air gesture as he does that. Uh, the green one. Uh, was it the green one? Sorry, I actually need to check one thing. Which one is the one oh, not in Faramond style armor? Uh, that's actually the green one. That's the green one. Okay. Yep. Sorry. The blue one, uh, pipes up at this point. Yes. We had heard that there were changes afoot. Well, the changes weren't so much afoot. I would say Uh, they're, they're more like a trail or a path. Fairmont kind of quietly face palms. There's (laughs) sub, there's seven eyes just sort of staring in confusion and answer. <laughs> Seven. <laughs> that took me a second. <laughs> I'm here for it. Oh, uh, yeah. The Cyclops. <laughs> Forgot he was there for a minute. Which is impressive because, you know. Which is probably not something you did in character. Nope. Nope. <laughs> He's actually very quiet. You know, for all that he's large and lumbering, he moves with kind of a an easy grace. He's on the other side of the wagon, actually using the top of the wagon to eat his dinner off of. Huh. No, I mean, hey, table's a table. That's fair. Like an, Kind of like an elephant, like massive, but shockingly graceful and quiet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, actually, he kind of is. I mean, he's still is a big lumbering guy, but a lot less lumbering than you might expect. Hmm. Um, let's see. Who here has religion as a, as a oh, proficiency? Do I? Oddly enough, no. Yeah, oddly enough, I don't either. Huh. That might have been an oversight in character creation, I'm going to be honest. I don't know if that question was to me, but I have plus four. Okay. Uh give me a give me a religion roll. Alright. I think it's gonna be just you though. Uh oh. 
You got this. No pressure. We believe in you. There you go. Not too bad. Oh, 20. That's a 20. Um, there's uh, certain religious traditions uh, that are, they're sort of scattered around, not just here, but also in um, Anwaru and, and several others that are sort of very, I don't, I don't, the word is not coming to mind exactly, but sort of uh, self-denial traditions. Very Ascetic? Not exactly, mon ascetic, yeah. Ascetic's kind of the word. It's not exactly a monastic order, but it's a sort of almost apprentice-like tradition. Um, his clothing reminds you an awful lot of followers of those traditions. And if you get a look at what he's eating, which admittedly is difficult as it is above your heads. Um, it is fairly plain food. Cer certainly a lot less meat than, you know, your traditional angry cyclopses are supposed to eat. Okay, so is has Rock seen the cyclops before? That's an excellent question. Potentially. It's unlikely. Okay. They are not common. When I have heard about them in the past, does he match what I expected? Oh, no. Okay, so he, he does genuinely Ravening. come across as, as unusual to me. Okay. Yeah, Cyclopses are not... These are not hill giants. You know, they're not just going to kind of wander around and pick up other people's flocks of sheep and eat them. Cyclopses actually, as it turns out, are pretty good shepherds. Oh. Um, Ooh. But they, they are really, you very vaguely know that giants have some sort of internal order. Uh, you know, there's this weird sort of giant society thing and Cyclopses are pretty low down on that and they are traditionally considered dangerous. Uh, there's lots of rumors of them being man-eaters uh, for various versions of man. Those are not usually true. Um, but they definitely are not ascetic vegetarians. Interesting. Hmm. Where do you travel to next? Uh... We travel to further south. We have our own business, if you forgive us. No worries, but you'll want to know that a couple of the oases down there are gone. I would oh. skip the southern bluff. Ah. Yes. We shall take precautions then. So, Tell me, where do you travel to? Ah, well, uh, you see, I uh, am actually in search of a lost caravan. It was a caravan order Q34R57B. Perhaps you've heard of it? I've heard that many caravans have not 
made adequate provision to travel through the wastes. I see. And um, would you would you consider perhaps your uh, companion, as I gesture to the Cyclops, uh, adequate provision? Just for my own research, of course. I am fully <laughs> adequate. Ooh. I believe you. Scribbles <laughs> down a note. Huh. Cyclops <laughs> is fully adequate. <laughs> Ruach just kind of looks at him as like, huh. Hi. Um, what's your name? Hello. Tabor. I am Ruach. And you, Ruach. A pleasure. Same. So, um, uh, pardon me, but would you, were the roads safe as you were traveling south? Did you, did you run into many troubles? Sort of, the blue one does that hand waggle, you know, the, eh. the back and forth. Eh. Somewhat. There, things are tense. The nomads hereabouts were, uh, gave us some small difficulty, but, and she sort of gives a fierce grin at Tubor, not significantly. And he sort of scowls back at her. Interesting. Very. Huh. Well, we will leave you, uh, I think, to your evening. Safe travels. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Safe travels. Unless anyone else has questions. Sorry, that was... Nope. Nope, I think that's good. We go, we, I, I go back to camp. Where? Uh, before you do, she, uh, Valdra does ask, and she, Valdra's the, the brass one. Tell me, what was, what is your business on the roads? We you said, know. looking for a caravan. Five. All looking for one wagon? Such is the responsibility we have assumed, I assume. Yeah. More than just trying to find the caravan, our goals have expanded a bit to figuring out why the caravan disappeared in the first place, which could also be a significantly that. larger task. You again catch that brief flicker of glances between the three of them and then Ah, you wish to investigate dangerous yeah. times. <clears throat> it is. Yeah. The roads are not safe for caravans, much less for those seeking them, and perhaps even less safe for those seeking the causes of disappearance. To go looking for trouble is perhaps unwise in dangerous days such as these? Well, that's why they hired me. Mm -hmm. Faramund will non-threateningly pat his sword, just kind of matter-of-factly, you know? <laughs> she grins and nods to the axe that's sort of leaning uh, against the rock that she's sitting on. Yes, it is good to be 
well provided for, yes? Indeed. I mean, uh, not for nothing, but uh, as you head south, you may want to watch out for the dust wasp. They're uh, mm -hmm. significantly more aggressive than usual lately. Mm -hmm. Ah, the, the cliff wasps, yes. Yes. That is, that is, they are well warned. And she nods and sort of gives a, a sort of little bow. Hey, Grant. What, yeah. What's the name of the, and I apologize for calling it this, I don't remember what you called it originally, the hotel chain, the hostel thing that was on the giant sign. What was that name? Gray Giant Hostels. Uh, and, and so, and before I turn and walk away, uh, I look at, which one has talked the most? Probably Valdra? Uh, Valdra seems to have talked the most. Um, it's not that any of them are exactly gregarious, Sure, but, sure, sure, sure. Uh, the other two are quite, are very quiet. The green one has really not spoken at all. Okay. Uh, I look at Valdra and I say, oh, and we're also, um, what was that called? A uh, gray, gray giant ho hostel. Looking for one of those. That's uh, apparently something out ah. here. Yes, we stopped to resupply there. It is well worth doing so is there one near here near here no we came from just past the great crossroads oasis further along the shard pass trail there was one there. there is one there however yes but there was new construction at the great crossroads I believe the same company was establishing themselves. Oh, interesting. Very interesting. We passed one of their uh, advertisements, I suppose. Signs, not long ago. Yes. Most Yes. Hmm, curious. And he says curious with a heavy air of frustration in his voice. You seem disconcerted? This area has a very consistent, had a very consistent natural flow to it. I disapprove of things that disturb that. As their talking mechanism seems to. But that is for another time. You all have a lovely evening. You as well. Sleep well. The same. As he walks off, he kind of I look I look up at Tuber and I'm just like, is did I say that right? Sorry, Tabor. Uh, Tabor. Tabor. Uh, Tabor. Yep. T U B O R. Safe travels, good one. Good night. I love that you're using that. <laughs> Makes me very happy. Okay. I, only thing that I'm sad about is I can't hear it. Oh. <laughs> Oh, because you'll it's on. hear it in the episode. Oh, you'll definitely. That's that's yep. hundred percent going. Yep. Love it. Okay, yeah, yeah I'm having to camp. Having to fly blind on that one. It's working. Excellent. It's definitely Excellent. working. Yep. All right. Yeah, I will um, follow the other two back to camp. Once we once we're clear. Um, like clearly back in our area, I kind of nudge Faramon. I'm like, "Hey, can you um, can you help me check on Littlefoot for a moment?" Sure. 
so once we're inside the the that enclosure further away, mm-hmm. I think we, I, I look at Fairmont. I was like, I think we need heavier watches tonight. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Something bothers me about literally everyone other than the the Cyclops, which is an uncomfortable statement to say. The Cyclops is the only one I think is probably fine. That's awkward. Glad it wasn't just me. Yeah, yes, I got kind of got the same feeling, although I'm not... I'm about 80% on the Cyclops. I'm about 30% 30. on On the the, uh, Brass, I'm sorry. uh, No, on the the one with all the bottles. Oh, yeah, okay. And I'm about 50% on the other two. Yeah. Uh, maybe we double up. Yeah, I think what is being covered in bottles of strange and mysterious liquids that makes people suspicious? I don't know. No, no, no. You've got you've got those values inverted. Um, yeah. she seems ah. the least suspicious to me. <laughs> oh. oh, fair. No, it's for for me. It's not so much suspicious as what happens if they trip. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! There's a there's a very colorful and sparkly explosion. Uh-huh. <laughs> Well, while they're having the conversation wow. about how suspicious they are, I'm just going to sit by the campfire going, they seem nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So have we actually set a campfire so far? I, I think I, we I, technically I, have one, yeah. I'm assuming that somebody else has, because I, I mean, I could roll to see if I make a campfire, but I fear <laughs> I might just, that might be me. <laughs> Before we actually set a campfire, I would uh, um, Reap would like to cast um, Hearth of Moonlight and Shadow. Uh, Tell me about around this. where around where we are going to be. Um, it is uh, an invocation of uh, shadowy power of the Gloamy Court. Um, basically, it's a thirty foot radius sphere of uh, dense shadow magic um that gives a plus five bonus to stealth and wisdom uh so stealth and perception checks and any light from an open flame does not penetrate outside the light huh okay now the one thing i note is that that does mean that you have to stay within that space Right, I have to stay inside the space, but while inside the space, we still I still have uh, perception uh, bonuses. Yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah, but it does end when you leave the sphere, or at the end of the long rest. Correct. So you can't really patrol or anything like that. Right, not patrol necessarily. Um, so I was okay. thinking it would be put. Uh, kind of in, I guess you don't see that. I will grab the marker tool. There. Uh, I don't know if you can see this or not. Um, kind of between. Okay, so basically uh, where the fire is, or that like on your on the map. Yeah, kind of kind of like that. That that's a thirty Wait. foot radius right there. Okay. Yeah, so basically co- covering everything that we have, our section of the Oasis. All right, yeah, so you're just sort of doing that. That's fine. Yep. I just figured I'd set that up so everybody can see. Just to, for those yep. listening at home, just a 30-foot radius around that fireplace. It is, I mean, the, the stars are out. The sun is, you know, just kind of a, a glow in the west at this point. 
probably time to take naps. Nap time. Yeah. By nap, long rest. That's also fine. Um, Ruach, do you want to split the extra watches 50 50? That's fine. Okay. Um, I'm good for taking one of those watches also. Well, I think the idea that Ruach and Faramond came up with is we're going to have two people awake during every watch instead of just one. Okay. So, is that going to affect uh, um, exhaustion, though? Probably. <laughs> Potentially, yes. Unless we rest for a longer period of time, which I'm also good with. If we... If we um... Where you and I both get... Here. When what we could do, I guess, is you take a watch with someone, I take a watch with someone, and then you and I take a watch with someone. Um, you could just... Uh, someone could take, like, the first two hours by themselves, because it's unlikely anything will happen then. And then every two hours, another person wakes up, so you, you have them staggered, so you can still get your full sleep, and there's, like, a little overlap. Yeah, that seems like a good way to go. That works, yeah. I'm okay with that. Hey, the accountant had a good idea. <laughs> hey, it's logistics. I can yep. figure out logistics. Yeah, no, I, it's totally in character. Um, okay, so Faramond, is because he's a human and doesn't have dark vision, is probably going to want to do one of the earlier ones where it's still kind of twilighty so he can keep an eye on what's going on. Um, yep. Uh, it's worth pointing out, inside this bubble that uh that reap has provided it's actually you can see a little better not just in the bubble but out outside as well okay it's not I'm quite probably a gonna... night vision goggle kind of effect but the stars just kind of seem brighter in here okay so i think fairmont's probably gonna hang out like right here because if something goes down he can shout and then use the boulder as cover if need be um Sure, makes sense. I think I'm actually going to sleep in the cart. Oh, I'm definitely getting digs yeah. on the tent. <laughs> well, there's room in there for several people. That's true. So, yes. Reap's positioning himself like just kind of against one of the the pre-built walls. For the record, I just grabbed some random tent image yeah. off Dungeony. So, whatever you guys actually want the tent to look like is fine, but that's what I had. All right. Well, please do, I, not, please do not let my slapdash mapping interfere with your theater of the mind. Is what no, I'm no, saying. No, that's cool. Uh, the other prefers the open sky. The other thing too is also um, just because we, you know, we think that these folks over here are a little suspicious doesn't mean that we don't need to watch all around us. So let's make sure we've got somebody. You know, since we're going to have multiple people awake, somebody keeping an eye on this side of things too. Yeah, it's it's like the old desert saying, you know, you watch the dragonborn and get stabbed in the back by the desert manticore. Exactly. <laughs> I've heard that one before. I think. That's, That's disconcerting. I've almost been stabbed by the desert manticore. I have a thing against desert manticores at this point. They're real oh, neat. I remember like, that. Necessarily yeah. so. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're the worst. Uh, we've no got better us. at all. Like this is oh this is only gonna end poorly. All right, uh, <laughs> I 
uh, two hours into Pheromon's watch, I'll take the other watch and I'll because I also don't have dark vision, okay. but we can see better inside the dome. And great, I'm actually so not sure any of us have dark vision. <laughs> well, and none let of the light escapes you the dome, so yeah, like yeah. things can't see in, so that's nice. Yeah. Well, the the light of the flame doesn't. I I don't know that it's um. The, the sphere is invisible. It just hides the fire yeah, right. from those watching and makes you all kind of hard to spot. It's more like the shadows are deeper here. Because if the fire wasn't For there. those looking in. Yeah. For, well, for those looking in, it's just, it's shadowy. It's hard to see. Inside, the stars are brighter and you can see out over the desert and out, uh, you know, over the oasis a little more easily, which is nice. Right. Fairmont, absolutely nothing happens during your watch. But right. right right as Ansel comes to relieve you two hours in, you can hear whispering, kind of rolling over the waters of the oasis. And it's probably a good thing that Reap did cast this spell because... You're not sure you'd be able to... Well, that's not true, because one of the people whispering is Tubor, and try as he might, he can't exactly whisper so quietly that you can't tell that he is whispering. Also, I have a passive perception of 20, so I hear a lot. Which is ridiculous. So... Oh, yeah, mine's 19. um, Yeah, so... That works really well because you're getting a plus five from the spell. So it's 25 effectively. <laughs> 25 Ooh. and 24. I was going to make you all roll perception checks, but it seems irrelevant at this point. Yeah, I, I think you I think we've stumbled upon the two most perceptive people in the group. Ben, yeah, Ben, I'm gonna need you to read. It's kind of amazing. Ben, ben I'm gonna need you to leave a slot open for this fairly regularly. <laughs> Oh, it's it's a class power. There's no slot. Oh, that's fantastic. I love it. Okay. <laughs> really good, and I love it. Um, okay, so even with all of that, you can only really hear one side of the conversation, two boars. Uh, you can tell that there is other whispering, and you think it's probably two voices, two other voices. But you can really only catch Tubor's side of things. All right. Yes, I know what we're here for. Yes, I know there'll be trouble. What do you expect me to do about it? You know the oaths I've sworn. You'll have to solve this problem for the Jarl yourself. Yes, one of my oaths was to the Jarl, not all of them. Look, Ascara says in the morning she would be able to do it. Find a way to pacify them, not permanently. I suspect Ascara can help you with that. Yes, Seka, you too. Find a way to pacify them long enough for Ascara to do what must be done. Then we can move on. 
once it's complete, what will it matter? Yes, go, go make preparations. Go, leave me to my prayers. I'm going to go That's over it. and not all you can hear. pull on Ruach's foot. Giant <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, foot. The finger up under my nose in a shh motion. Right. Sorry. Yeah. What's up? Wave him back to like back over here in Littlefoot's pen. Okay. I think we might have found out there. We might have found at least one of the parties involved in suppressing the oases. Oh, I will good. relay. Word for word, what we just heard. Oh, right across the water from us. Lovely. Okay. Um, <clears throat> who else is awake right now? Is it me, him, and Ansel? Ansel. Yeah. Okay. Um, we should get Reap and... Uh... Yeah. And, uh... Ansel, would you mind waking the others? Don't have Ansel uh... do it. That worries me deeply. <laughs> I can be quiet. <laughs> Go for it. It's fine. <laughs> Listen, it's great. I can go through an entire uh, bookkeeping meeting and no one will even notice me there. I am the picture of stealth. You are the perfect person to do this. Go wake the others up, please. Make it happen. I believe in you. Okay. All right. I'll I'll quietly wake the others with also with a motion. It occurs to me now they haven't actually done anything. So. So we just get ready. And we pretend we continue to pretend to sleep, I assume? Essentially. Okay, that'll work. Alright, um... So... If... Ah, man. Alright, so I... Alright, what... Um, the, the blue dragonborn, could I see any weapons or anything on them? I know you said they had, like... Desert she armor. had a rapier and a dagger. Uh, a rapier and a dagger. Okay. Yes. Hmm. I mean, knives are not exactly uncommon. I, you know, utility is a useful thing. The rapier is its a sort of light weapon that uh, is not super common out here. It's more of a, a city sort of thing, perhaps. Yeah, it sure is. Uh Hey, party, I'll give you two guesses what uh, kind of weapon Ansel has on him. <laughs> All Is right. it a battle kazoo? Oh, right now. Battle <laughs> kazoo. Uh, Slide roll. <laughs> well, I, good guess. Um, <laughs> I calculate that you're about to take some damage. <laughs> so, so um, they have to come up with some way to pacify us. We know one of them has an axe. The other has a rapier. This rapier doesn't entirely rule out they magic. Permanently, so I wouldn't be surprised if they come at us with some kind of like sleeping magic or something to that effect. Um, I know that the uh, green dragonborn can use poison as their breath weapon. I don't know if they can limit how much is given. Um, but that might be one way. They can. Well, I mean, theoretically, yes. But the thing is, that's not exactly a non-lethal option. Yeah, I didn't know exactly how that worked. 
Yeah, I, I know what poison is, but could just make them make you sick. But it like it just kind of does a lot of damage. I mean, yeah, there's there's scaled amount of damage, blah blah blah. But it, it's scaled. not really the sort of thing you go. I'm gonna just <laughs> breathe into this bag and wave it under your nose and you pass out. You know that that kind of thing. It's not movie chloroform. Although yeah, I um, absolutely want to make a dragonborn with movie chloroform as a breath weapon now. Oh yeah, that I was going to cool. say it is sleeping it, gas or something. It wasn't before, but it is now. Oh, it's a chartreuse dragon. Look out! Didn't one of the dragons in three E have like sleeping gas breath? Uh, by the way, um, I don't know if anybody else can see this, but there's a. I put an aura around Faramond. That is his aura of protection. It is a class feature. Uh, everybody who is inside that is plus three on all saving throws. That may or may not become relevant in the near future here. <laughs> <laughs> Potentially. Okay. So. And that's just always on all the time as long as he's awake. Yeah. So so there's there's two things we need. One, we need to make sure we get enough sleep. And two, we need to be prepared for something that might happen. Yeah, basically. Uh, Unfortunately, there's a frustrating mutual exclusivity to these goals. Yes, there is. Um all right, so mechanically, what are the what's exhaustion do? Uh, it debuffs you on skills for the first level of it, I believe. I think attacks are disadvantaged. No, I think that's a higher level. Okay. Uh, yeah, disadvantage that, on there, ability checks okay. at level one. Yeah, so there are tiers of exhaustion. Um, it's kind of a complicated track, if you will. Yeah. So. Level one, you have disadvantage on ability checks, which functionally means skills. Um, level two, your speed is halved. Level three, disadvantage on attack rolls and saving throws. And then four, hit points max have five, speed reduced to zero, six, death. So five and six are basically, I'm too weak to go on. Uh, yeah. This would be level one. Disadvantage on ability checks, which... Yeah, disadvantage on skills. Uh, on skills or All right. if i say make me a wisdom check but not a save okay so stay save stay the same correct okay you're this is you're just you know you know how it is when you're tired and you haven't slept and you're just kind of slow and stupid yeah yep okay so all right um All right. So what what do we what do we want to do with this information? Also, Ansel wrote down under the the Cyclops transportation bad at whispering. Thanks for listening to City on the Hill Gaming. For more information, you can find us online at cityonthehillgaming.com. Email us at cityonthehillgaming at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at cityonthehillgame. For more information on saving the game, you can find Peter Grant and Jenny at stgcast.org or at Saving the Game on Twitter. Thanks, and have a blessed day. Special thanks to our Patreon backers, Ashley, Joanne, Tony, Andrew, and Christina. We really appreciate you guys. Mr. and Mrs. Brown had one child. They called him Leroy, and so did his teachers. Everyone else in Idaville called him Encyclopedia. Encyclopedias are a book or a set of books giving information, arranged alphabetically on all branches of knowledge. Leroy Brown's head was like an encyclopedia. 
It was filled with facts he had learned from books. He was like a complete library walking around in sneakers. That was one of my favorite series as a child. I want you to know that. Yeah, those were good. Oh, same. Fantastic books. I didn't yeah, realize it started on him. I didn't realize that his name was Leroy Brown, like the Jim Croce oh, song. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. I didn't remember that either. It's been so many years in, in my head. It's just encyclopedia. And yeah, Sa I knew it was Sally? a nickname. Is that her name? Did, Sally is the other one. And Sally is the other one. Yeah, that's the, that that one too. Um, William, sound check. What my other stuff wasn't good enough? Never, sir. Never. I always demand more. Uh, Ryan, sound check. Yeah, thanks, Ryan. No problem. Anowen the Ruin Thief. Two, one blue and one black. Legendary creature, vampire rogue. Other rogues you control get plus one, plus one. Whenever one or more rogues you control deal combat damage to a player, that player mills a card for each one damage dealt to them. If that player mills at least one creature card this way, you draw a card. To mill a card, a player puts the top card of their library into their graveyard. Ryan's very excited about this. Peter. It's a good card. I hated mill decks. Uh, Peter does not have anything interesting to do for sound check this week. So I'm just going to talk a little bit more and yeah, sorry folks. Not a problem. Daniel. All right. If you're doing magic cards, I'm going to do a magic card. Do a magic card. Ice Cauldron for four generic artifacts. Oh boy, we're going to be here all night. Yeah. <laughs> Settle in, boys. X and tap. You may exile a non-land card from your hand. You may cast that card for as long as it remains exiled. Put a charge counter on Ice Cauldron and note the type and amount of mana spent to pay this activation cost. Activate this ability only if there are no charge counters on Ice Cauldron. <gasps> tap. Remove a charge counter from Ice Cauldron. Colon. Add Ice Cauldron's last noted type and amount of mana. Spend this mana only to cast the last card exiled with Ice Cauldron. You know what? I'll do I'll do one as a palate cleanser. Read me Shahrazad. Read me Shahrazad. No, 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 no. Here we go. This is actually going to be my favorite text in the in the game. Hussar Patrol. Mana cost two, a white and a blue. Types, creature, human knight. Card text, flash. You may cast the spell anytime you could cast an instant. Vigilance, 2-4. Flavor text, you think no one is watching. You think you're smart enough to escape. And most foolish of all, you think no one cares. Arrest your Lavinia, 10th Precinct. I, I, I miss the days when you're playing limited and then all of a sudden you just get hussed. <laughs> yep. Azorius, man. There you go. No. <laughs> it happens. Oh, um, man. That's a 2 4. <laughs> all right. And all ben, right. I think Ben's the only one who hasn't gone. Yep. Okay. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, superheroes of all ages, tonight, no more of Wally's tongue, tongue scorching, stomach churning, Texas style chili. Tonight, we dine like kings. Oh, what foods these morsels be. Tonight, mouth succulent, mouth watering succulent frankfurters from good old reliable Nathan's of Coney Island. I'm okay what, with that. What foods these mortals be? These morsels. Morsels. Ah, uh, love it. It's from from a nice little book called Changeling. 